It's Cofield and Company. 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 What is going? What's that smell? <laughs> what is that? Why are there cats everywhere? Would you walk up to him? Sure. Punch him right in the jugular. <laughs> my heart, my soul, exude hope and love to you for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for you to have the greatest Memorial Day weekend of your life. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, 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 partying. Yeah! All right, here we go. Friday, 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 Friday. Have the Memorial Day weekend of your life. We might hear from uh, Stu a little later on. He was very fired up for the uh, big holiday weekend coming up. Willie Ramirez is here. He's the company. It's Steve Cofield. Finley, Toyota Studios. No conflict Friday. We barely yelled at each other. I was fired up coming in, too. To the show or... Driving, right now, driving down. No, actually, the did show. We, did the, we, show we ex- the show calmed did my, we my extinguish? Oh, you were mad. Road. Yeah, you sent me a. You sent me all caps, and you hit five lights in a row. But dude, but that does, never happens. Yeah, got off on the town center in two fifteen. Every light, I was livid. I yelled. Why don't you I calm down? It. What's your problem? Uh, What's it, the it, hurry? It's, be, it's if you don't get here in time, we'll we'll be okay. The show's going to go it had on. Nothing to do with that. It was the principal. I mean, what does that mean? Lights. Sometimes you get on a I've bad street. I don't remember the last time I've ever hit five straight red lights. Uh, I like when I hit when I hit all the lights. You know, obviously they're all green. It it helps. I, I, I was trying out a secret route, which, by the way, I'm going to be exploring and investigating <laughs> for the next three weeks. We need a lot of secret routes. routes. A lot of the places I go I already got my are route. are going to be blown to bits. We got a, we got more road construction stories. Yeah. We love that. We know the audience loves that. It's a growing town. We got pro sports here. We got stadiums and arenas everywhere. And things are going to change, my friend, the next three years. We'll get into that at 5.30. But first, Big Five. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. So you saw the UNLV football schedule come out. Uh, what do you think? They got a bunch of games on CBS. There's a couple of games that still need to be picked up, uh, which includes Hawaii, which is always a challenge. I think UNLV and Reno, the last game of the season, someone will pick that up. And hopefully, I was going to say both teams. Listen, I don't hate Reno, uh, their fans are annoying. I saw them celebrating earlier, at least uh, one media member, celebrating earlier that the Rebels were booted from the Mountain West Conference Tournament in baseball by Reno. Of course, the person wrote, you know, oh, at least they lost, but at least they got the right, you know, UNR one more time. So I had to respond and be like, eh, God damn you, Reno. You get it? Yeah. Because they hate being called Reno. Of course. They don't get, we're just trolling you. We don't care that much. It's it's you're part of our state. Whatever. We want you to do well, not your school against UNLV. But let's not give them more air chillax. Time. Okay. So the football schedule. Yeah. So the football schedule. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm seven little, games on CBS and not on we, Fox Sports. What we happened? we talked about the three conflict weekends where it was UNLV on a Saturday and uh, Raiders on a Sunday. Yeah. So they remedied that. They moved two of the UNLV games to Friday night, seven thirty start, eight o'clock start. And those are televised. They're all televised. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all CBS games, and uh, you know we 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 debated this yesterday. Um, we didn't debate it. I think moving Saturday games back to Thursday is rough because you could have a short week. And I, Thursday nights, 
there are some people who want to take kids to the games, right? So an eight o'clock start on a Thursday is tough. They're going to be Friday starts. Remind- I think you can deal with that. I, I thought I thought UNLV made out pretty well. They didn't get destroyed with short weeks. Um, Remind me the two games that got moved back. What games do they follow? Does any of them follow like Notre Dame and Cal? I can't remember. I don't know if it's got them in front of you, but no, I don't think so. Then, I mean, I, you know, you know what? Well, Cal, now they have a, because the other thing they did is they moved up the opener a week. Yeah. So now they've got right now, unless something crazy happened, they've got, uh, they've got a two week gap. They've got an off week basically before the Cal game. So that's good. Okay. So they're, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm just throwing it out there just in terms of, like, the prestige and because they're traveling, right? They're, the game's in Berkeley and the game's in South Bend. So to have to travel, you're playing a Pac-12 team, you're playing Notre Dame. Um, if those were – but obviously those aren't going to be the ones that change because that's, you know, that's – I mean, those are – so it's – it's uh, or following. So it's I, – I don't think it's a big deal. I agree with you. The fact that it's moved from Saturday afternoon or evening to Friday, it's one day – I think that UNLV be fine. I still think that, and I've been saying that, I think that this is going to be a turnaround year. I'm not saying they're going to challenge for the, um, I don't think that they're going to challenge for the Mountain West title. Now, is it out of the question? It's out of the question. It's it's Nothing's out of the question because we saw what San Jose State did a couple of years ago. Out of left field, out of nowhere, just came, you know, and, and ran through everybody. But I do think that UNLV has a very good chance at challenging for a bowl spot, and I don't think that these those two changes. It's May, so the, they can, they now know their schedule. They right. can fully prepare for it. They'll be ready. Marcus Arroyo will have this team conditioned and prepared. He's now had a you know one COVID season. He's had one full season in the facility and Allegiant and crowds, and now he's had like a kind of a quote unquote big time spring game. I mean he's. He's following the the steps. This is a season he's I feel that he's he's got to show some drastic improvement. If they don't make a bowl game, is it a disappointment? Probably not, but we need to see an improvement and I think they're going to get to a bowl game. You asked me about the Friday games. What do you want to ask the game before? Yeah. Um Saturday at Utah State on the 24th of September, Friday game that got, you know, moved from Saturday, so slightly short week against New Mexico at home and the Friday Fresno State game that was a Saturday game the week before is at San Diego State. So one day short week after San Diego State. Same goes uh, after at Utah State. So two road games beforehand. The th- two road games, but they're coming home and they don't have to travel again because the other, other obviously because that's why they're being moved. So they'll be fine. Number four. Wait, is there a, an MJ movie? There's a projected or there's a a biopic. And, Bi- and Will bi- Smith had interest. <laughs> a biopic. I, I, we go back and forth on this on this show. Um, I agree. I think it's biopic, but other people say biopic. Who's who's the other people? I don't, uh, dude. We've been through this before. It's not a. It's, this could turn into an Adam Hill twenty minutes derailment of the he's show. Just, so we're not, just, we're he's not just doing being that. difficult. He's I don't being, know if it's him. I just know we've we've had the discussion before. Just so is difficult. this real? Well, it just because you surf some sites, man, that are weird. I'm trusting you that you double checked on this. What is I, essentially I sports.com? No, I Googled. The, I, whenever I do is something. Is this mashed I, or the spun? Because no. I feel like they're all the same and they're all clickbait and they're all crap. <laughs> and I've blocked them all. Apparently, Idris Elba uh, approached Michael Jordan to ask him if, uh, that you know, that he wanted to. Idris Elba revealed that Michael Jordan denied his request to play him in a biopic movie. Okay. They're just saying that Will Smith should be the one. And I think it's because Will Smith has portrayed 
many iconic people. And so they're saying, I don't know if I agree with Will Smith. I, and I don't know who I, I would agree with that, that could play. One of the things that, that I saw. Well, com- I, don't, I don't even care about Will Smith, the actor right now. I wouldn't want him in a movie. I'm not going to see the movie. I'm out on him for a while. I don't know when I'm back in. On, on Will Smith. Yeah. yeah well, I'm out. I, I don't blame you. Why? Are you still in? Do you want to see him in, in, I don't know a, if in, I would, a, in I, a biopic of this importance? I don't know if I would go see Will Smith. This is Jordan. I don't know if I would go see Will Smith in a biopic of Michael Jordan. Okay. I, I don't know who I would want to go see. Maybe I want. Maybe I think that Michael B. Jordan should portray him. How about find a new up-and-coming actor? How about we do that? And not someone who's but you, uh, who, not someone this. who's like four years younger than Michael Jordan. What is it going to be? Him sitting in a rocking right. chair reminiscing? Do you have and to, then we're going to have to go CGI and do you know? So my question is: the Do you Irishman? need to have two? Do you need to have two actors play a young Michael Jordan from UNC? We don't, what, do, we, do, we, do we need an old Michael Jordan in a movie about Michael Jordan at all? No. I Sorry, just, I'm yelling was, at you, but I, I just I have no time. I don't think that I, you're, lo- I don't think I, you're I love, yelling at me. I think I you're love, just being Steve. I, I know, right? I love what they did in Winning Time. Had you ever yeah. seen the Magic Johnson actor ever in your life, right? right. He was awesome. He and even well. better than him, the Kareem actor, Solomon Hughes, who played yeah. basketball, he's really 6'11", yeah. played basketball Cal, was awesome. The Norm Nixon character. Well, well you know the tie there, right? That's, that's his son. son, yeah. So, which just you, like, just you like we saw. You, you just don't like know going into it, and you look him up, you're like, oh, I guess that's really why he looks like him. Just like Ice Cube's son played yeah. Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. So, yeah, that, no. I don't know. Are there people? People are dying for Will Smith to be in movies right now. I, I I'm not. Get out of here. We oh need God, to, I didn't mean to throw you. Out. When we do a when we do the Cofield and Company biopic, we're gonna have to we're gonna have oh to start boy. coming up with who plays who. It's gonna have to be someone real handsome to play me when I was young. Number three. That was funny. I was very serious. Um, interesting story out. Sirius XM's got a uh, player led show slash podcast called I Am Athlete and. Former Eagles running back and Chiefs, Bills, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, mm. said that Eric Bieniemy, the OC, has a, quote, certain way of speaking to players, and that is the reason to blame as why he hasn't gotten a head coaching opportunity. If you can understand what I was just saying, my description of that was not great. He has a certain his his the way, his vernacular and his approach and the tone that in which he speaks to players has given him a bad rap and that's why he's not going to get a head coaching job. That's what LaShawn McCoy says. Right. What's Andy Reid say? Now Andy Reid fired back and the story is well LaShawn McCoy didn't like what he heard from Eric Bieniemy because Eric Bieniemy had to tell him send him some messages and McCoy didn't receive them well. I just googled this whole story and it came and the first one that came up was the spun. Are you uh, sure this see, is credible? Uh, yes. Okay, good. 100%. <laughs> I'm just messing with. You. Yeah. Uh yeah, read the headline on CBS Sports, read response to McCoy's criticism. Yeah, of, no, I the see. enemy calls OC coach uh, OC's coaching style a strength. So, that's what you do when you're the head coach and I'm sure Andy Reid wants to see the enemy succeed. So, so what do you make of this? Like what side do you fall on? Is it believable that the enemy is so brash that he also, I when he goes th- to interviews, he speaks the same way, no. and people at the interviews are like, "What's with this guy?" Nope. Or is McCoy, you know, out of out of turn here and couldn't deal with some harsh criticism? I think that Lashawn McCoy is spot on, one hundred percent accurate for the first part in that he speaks to he's an old school guy, 
with an old school vernacular. He speaks to players the way he speaks to players, lays mm-hmm. it out there on the line, and that's the way it is. But that's not the reason why he has not got a head coaching job. I don't know what the reason is, but there's definitely something out there that we all don't know among the coaching staffs and upper management. It has nothing to do with him being black. It has nothing to do with how he speaks to players. It's got to do with something about Eric Bieniemy. Maybe he's just got this old-school mentality, this brash that... that doesn't mesh in where he can't be micromanaged and he's going to do things his way whether you like it or not but he's not Belichickian where he can doesn't have the equity yeah he doesn't have the okay the, so I'll give the you, pedigree I'll to give do you a that. couple of things on this okay um both are to blame McCoy and the enemy so from what I know McCoy's not the only guy who's complained about the enemy and his coaching style and the way he deals with players. And I think that goes all the way up to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think there may have been something in some of the most important games of the season that blew up between Eric Bieniemy and Tyreek Hill. And I think that's a contributing factor. Not only the money that Tyreek Hill wanted, which the Chiefs were not going to pay, but that Tyreek Hill and Bieniemy didn't get along. Um, I also believe that the Chiefs would love for Bieniemy to get a job somewhere else and get a change and have Matt Nagy take over at OC. So that's that's the side of the Chiefs. Um, I also know from some Vegas stories that LaShawn McCoy is a giant pain in the ass. So I don't know that LaShawn McCoy, Willie, should be judging the character of others and their delivery. Like, be careful. There's some there's There's been a couple of Vegas stories about him that were are a little unsettling. So most people who complain about how they're treated right. are usually a pain in the ass in their own right, right in right. how they they're being called on the carpet because they needed it. And then they're like, no one does that to me. Well, you need it. Right. So yeah, I think you have two guys here who are, uh, who are hyper aggressive and used to being in control and they had a clash. And now McCoy's out there trying to snitch a little bit. Number two, which by the way, I know I have the chiefs bet against the Raiders, Right. You and I? You have the losing side. Yeah. I, I This is part of my hesitation to say that the Chiefs are going to go out and win like 12 or 13 games. I think they have some issues to work through. And the enemy's still around. They'll probably win 12 and the Raiders will win 10 and we'll be going in where my choice. We'll see. There's also a chance the Chiefs could fall back a little further. Well, then. That this may not all work just because they have you know, who, you know, in, in uh, Patrick Mahomes. Damn, I so we'll up. see. Messed up on the bet. I should. No. Well, oh, no, you I, want more? Well, I could. I set the number where the you exactly set the number at plus be. two and a half, but I should have put a clarification like a money line type thing. Where what if the Raiders actually could they not only cover but they win more? Hmm. Then it goes now, from a glass of wine to a bottle of wine. My fear with the Chiefs is that <laughs> right. My fear with the Chiefs is that uh, Patrick Mahomes and Juju Smith Schuster could turn into a all-time dynamic duo. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm kidding a little bit. There is a chance that we could get three or four years of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams putting up monster numbers. Yeah, sure. It's going to be, you know what it's going to be like? It's like when Randy Moss popped into New England and Brady and him. You know, That's they're just going to be a nice little, con- uh, nice little connection for a few years, and they're going to put up great numbers. And then all of a sudden we're going to hear, you know, imagine if he'd have been there all this time. Imagine this. Imagine this. So, yeah. Who's your, uh, who's your all-time favorite quarterback receiver duo? Do I have to throw my favorite team out? Because if I don't, then you it do whatever you want. Okay, then Roger Staubach and Drew Pearson. Oh God. Okay. 
So gross. Okay, well, I mean, come I, on. Like, I well, like Drew Pearson. Who are you going to give me? Some Not that jet, that's a, some, that, some, that actually some, no, that actually is a good one. Wesley just, Walker. Type no, stuff. I just I don't I don't like the Cowboys. No, yeah, I don't does. like the Cowboys. So no, I sure. Okay, but I but but now from that time frame, from that time frame, growing up, um, you know, watching Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell, Dandy Don. I mean. I couldn't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, for obvious reasons, after Dallas beat Denver in the Super Bowl. But, you know, watching uh, Lynn Swan's acrobatic ways with Terry Bradshaw was fantastic. I enjoyed that. Um, Watching Dan Fouts and his receiving core, right? I mean, they're uh, watching Dan Marino. I could go through. I mean, the Tories. I didn't like Dan Marino. And Kellen Winslow. I didn't like that. Well, no, because they're in the AFC East. Yes. Now, I can tell you. Now, here's here's a weird one, and I think I brought this up on the show. Is your number one hated team an AFC East team? I don't know. It's a tough call now. My number one hated team still to this day since 1981 is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I respect that, that you stuck with it. Yeah. I hate so much and so often that it, it switches sometimes. No, no, no. Screw that. The catch ruined me for life. Okay. Life. Did you want my favorite pass I, I do. quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> um, you did nail one of them. You, you're on the right track. Swan and Brad. No, no. You with the Jets. Ken O'Brien, Altoon. Okay. Uh, it was glory era for about a year and a half. Um, can I give you one that's very underrated? Okay. Because it was the entertainment of the whole team. And I don't think anyone knows who the quarterback was. Because Glanville was a coach. Andre Risen catching passes from, I know, right? It's not Vic. In Atlanta. Of all guys, it was actually Chris Chandler. Oh, okay. Who could not stay healthy. We had Chris Chandler on, like, I think last year or the year before. He had big concussion issues, but was awesome. But that whole that whole Falcons thing with Glanville, yeah. it wasn't as much about the quarterback, but they were crazy. I... I- I think part of the in the no fun league part of the where fun, they they banned all the celebration let, for like let's fifteen years. Let's take it a step further. What was what was your what was your all time favorite uh, celebration? What's been your all time? And I don't mean the new goofy ones where they all get together and do some weird posing thing. One man scores. Oh, and gets I love I love the bowling pins they do now. I see. I, I don't mind those, <laughs> but I'm talking about one man celebration. Like, I, there's one in particular that I felt, and it, the greatest thing was I wrote a caption. Someone, it, it became a topic on ESPN, and I wrote it. I wrote, a, and they put, they posted it where they would p- put fans' comments, and I put some. I said something like his, uh, such a such a cool and smooth touchdown celebration that it was so cool that even his, no matter how muddy or something blah blah but his shoes never got dirty because it was Billy White Shoes Johnson. I was gonna say Billy White Shoes Johnson. Yeah. Didn't he do didn't he kind of cross yeah, his legs? Did, did and, the legs. Sure. And then my second one did was Did he spike Butch- it? Did he was he the he one who spiked sp- it behind himself? Wasn't there one who dropped it over his shoulder? I don't know the first person to do that, but I know I liked Butch Johnson too when he would do the six but guns. Remember school. the six guns? You are we are speaking to a, an older crowd right now. Yeah. Well they they need to learn. You want to come up with someone who does a gritty? Someone? Something? Please? Nope. Be a little bit relatable? Nope. Number one. All right, top story coming up after the break. Wanted to talk about Max Crosby 
and what he said to the media yesterday and, and also what's going on in his life because this really is a tremendous story. You're talking about a guy who was never thought of as a first-round pick, goes in the middle rounds, and has now turned into one of the favorite players across the league and Las Vegas and Oakland and Southern California Raider fans love this guy, and he's funny. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. What are you getting, Guff Online? Because you mentioned that Tommy Pham and his uh, dust-up with Jock Peterson, that Tommy is from... Durango High School, what's the problem on social media? Yeah. I worry when, when Willie starts pecking at the keyboard because someone came at him, like, we calm down, okay? Whoever's mm-hmm. busting his chops, we got a show to do. Yeah, just uh, I just I quoted the tweet that AP put out, which is a, which called the news now, just a little breaker. Um, the Reds is Tommy Pham. The, headline, the tweet was, the Reds is Tommy Pham confronted Jock Peterson of the Giants in the outfield. During pregame warm-ups, the pair quickly were separated and no punches were thrown. As a matter of fact, no punches were thrown. It was, it was, it was with, with the link to the story. I quoted it and put former Durango high school player Tommy Pham. What does that mean? Yeah, so he said, the, so one of the two people that own this baseball club put, okay, your point. The thing is, what, they, what, they, what people don't understand is, let's say the Review Journal decides to, or the Sun decides to pick up this story. Right. They will edit in right. former Durango high right. school player. Got a local tie. If it was a positive piece and they didn't put local, then the same people would be like, well, how can you mention he's from Vegas? Huh. Okay. <laughs> so Willie was going down uh, memory lane on old receivers. You know, it's funny. I just stumbled on something that I, I didn't even realize because, uh, you know, whatever. I was, I was young then. Um, we were talking about the old San Diego Chargers, Air Coriel, and – John Jefferson was one of their outstanding receivers with Fouts. Well, he only stayed with the Chargers for three years. Uh, He played 78, 79, and 80 with Fouts in San Diego. He had 36 touchdowns in three years, and then the next year, you're gone. So apparently he had a salary dispute. He's like, I can't play for San Diego anymore. And they were like, all right, you're gone. And they traded him for a first and a couple of seconds, and he was never the same because the Packers quarterbacks in the 80s sucked. But I, I bring it up because how many times do you talk to old timers? And I'm when I say old timers, I'm talking about our age and older. And they're like, back in my day, none of this money stuff and players complaining. They just played and appreciate. Like, no, they did. There were lots of cases. You just don't remember. You've erased it, and now you've glamorized your own era. Players sure. have always thought, "Hey, I want more money. This is a dangerous sport." And apparently, at the time, the Chargers were like. We don't care that you caught 36 touchdowns, which, by the way, this is almost reminiscent a little bit of Tyreek Hill, where, hey, you want to make $30 million a year? Our quarterback can make receivers good. Let's say, let's see how you do elsewhere. Let's see how Tyreek is going to do for $30 million a year with Tua. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. The pool is 88, 88, 88. Trying to burn off the 9,500 calorie dinner I personally ate myself and I smoked well over a quarter ounce of pot. Listen! 
You're never overmatched. Hug your family. Hug your friends. Hug your loved ones. It's Memorial Day weekend. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. 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 Let's go! All right. Stu Finer in his pool, which is probably the biggest pool I've ever seen. Um, I can confirm all of that's those not riches, a stick. All of those riches from the 80s. No, he's like that all the time. He's an old man now, and he's still screaming all the time. He does that in person. I've, all I've the been time! Around, I've been around Stu. Yeah, he just gets going? He's a nut. He's a nut. I remember when he came in town to pitch the TV show, uh, uh, to be a, to have a presence on this TV show, what he could bring to it, da 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 and we're going to get together, and we I think it was the Bellagio. I want to say we were at the Bellagio, but we were at a craps table, and he, he had like, I don't know, five 8,000 in action on one roll. He had racks in front of him, and I walked up, and I hadn't met him yet. We'd only talked on the phone, and I was like, Stu, Willie Ramirez, goes, Willie, how are you, babe? Listen, here's what we got going. And he went through the whole thing. Like in 30 seconds, he explained the whole thing. He was like, I got this, I got this, and I got another marker coming. We're here. Every time he hit a he hit a number or someone hit a number and he won, he was just handing me and two other guys just black chips. Here, here. Pip, pip, pip. I think we walked out of there with like each like twelve hundred dollars. I'm glad to hear he's on weed because if he was still on the '80s stuff, oh. I've like I don't know how his heart wouldn't explode. He he that guy is fired up all the friggin' time. He was a delight to be around. Okay, <laughs> Max Crosby, a delight to be around yesterday. Talk some football. But also got into uh, his personal life a little bit because, hey, there's a lot going on with the dude, right? He's got a child on the way. Um, He's planning a wedding. Uh, Folks were asking me yesterday at the Raiders facility about how fatherhood on the way uh, might change his outlook on life and football. You know, I try not to think too far in the future, too far in the past. I just, every single day, you know, there's something new I got, got on my plate, so... I'm just trying to maximize my 24 hours and try to improve, um, regardless if it's off the field, you know, in the house with my, you know, my dogs, my my child, whatever, whatever it is. I'm trying to, you know, do the do my best, and um, you know, obviously having a kid on the way, like um, I can't even can't even tell you how excited I am. Um, I know my family is. My mom calls me like every day asking, <laughs> asking, you know, what do you need? Blah blah blah. I'm like, it's all good. We're we're gonna be fine. But yeah, you know, it's just. It's super exciting. It's nothing but a blessing, and um, definitely looking forward to you know having her here. You going and bonding with Max Crosby over fatherhood? Like yeah. I've got a grown up one. It's great. No, no, but he is probably the best out of the entire in the two years. The best player where you can ask him absolutely anything, and he'll just go into it and talk about it. Obviously, if it's related to or you know if he if it's a subject within his you know in his wheelhouse, but. Um, he doesn't care. Like we've talked last year, we talked to I think it was last year we talked to him about why he chose to, the color to, to to paint his Porsche, and it was it became an ongoing topic, and then it became a topic of well, it's Bronco orange, you know, have you gotten crap from your teammates that it's you know the color of the Broncos? So it's it you know it's it's he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun, and uh, his fiance and I follow each other on Instagram. We've communicated whatever. So I messaged her. I was like, hey, we got to talking about. You know the baby and and the wedding. I'm about to clip the video. I'll be posting. He was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see it." So I mean, he he's great. He's he's a good he's a good dude. He's fun. We should have his availability all the time. So what kind of car does he have? Porsche. Do we know where he lives? Is he out? Is he south or is he west? I don't get into not to indicate. I don't get. We have any clue? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't get into all that. Like, where do they live and try to figure it out? I, I don't well, It care. wasn't like a sinister thing. I was just making a segue. No, 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 no. I, I wonder know. how I'm many, just saying, I don't I wonder know. how many of them, when know. they go to games, will ever have to deal with being around the 15 in Tropicana. Because oh. here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So we've been talking about this project for years, and there was no sense in doing it before the stadium was done, right? So it's going to be done in like five phases, and it starts next week. Did you try to read through the details of what they're doing? I got dizzy after a while, like the different phases, and I was like, I just, I give up. It's pretty crazy what they're going to try to do. But what it means is um, if you ever take TROP and 15, because that is actually a way to get to Allegiant, it's certainly a way to get to T Mobile and Mm -hmm. MGM uh, Grand Garden Arena, right? And maybe a baseball stadium in the future if uh, they went with the cockamamie idea of uh, putting it on that small piece of property at the Tropicana. but I drive that exit all the time. And when I read through it, they're like, yeah, that flyover from 15 South to Tropicana East, out. Yeah. Going to rebuild it. It's going to be out for a year. I'm like, it. out for a year. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, that's a major project. God, God help us that it doesn't turn into the freaking Centennial Bowl. Oh. That thing, I swear, that is like our version of the big dig in Boston. That's right. It's been going. I know. Yeah. And every time I go up there, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to drive straight off and shoot into the air. It's <laughs> nuts. Um, Sandra Bullock. Now, speed. here's the concern. So the to- the timeline says, hey, the finishing touches will be put on in 2025, but it should be done in 2024. Well, Super Bowl's coming. So the goal is they better have that thing done before the freaking Super Bowl is here. But I don't think they will, because the Super Bowl is at the beginning of the year. They didn't put it. They, if it if if the goal is by two twenty twenty five, but hope by twenty twenty four. No, no, that no means it's not, no, no, no. I just just said it's to be done in twenty twenty four. Some final touches in twenty twenty five. It should be usable by twenty twenty four. Right, but the beginning is when the Super Bowl is. So does it? They didn't give us it. They didn't. Oh, it starts now. The completion is supposed to be 2024. Listen, what I'm no conflict you. Friday. Listen, what I'm telling you: the beginning <laughs> of 2024, meaning the start of the year, right. January, February. Follow me here. Months in order go right. January, February. The beginning of 2024 is when the Super Bowl Super is. Super Bowl is so, February 11, so, 2024, so, and it so said it's supposed say, to be done that month. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't say that. You said by 2024. That could mean any time in 2024. Nevertheless, there's a lot of things coming in between (laughs) then, and that's a major... I am glad that after season one of the Golden Knights, I stopped taking that exit to go to any... That's kind of your route to get down there. No, it's good. It's not anymore. Where are you going? You live way the hell up by Aliante. You got to come down to 15. Where are you getting off now? I got a secret way to get to a lead. Don't give it out on the air. Okay, I won't. Don't do it. I won't. We learned from Larry David to give out the secret gonna, of you know how, to, how the hell to. Am I going to do it now? When I do take don't 15, do it. When I do take fifteen though to get to T-Mobile for Golden Knights or Allegiant, I go. Sh- I shoot to Russell, hmm. and then I come up and around. Either way, if I, if I tweet T-Mobile, I go up, left, down to Frank Sinatra, and back way. Allegiant obviously just get off because the parking lot is even further past Russell for the yeah. media. So Trop has nothing to do with it. I'm going to be but, driving a lot of Valley View and a lot of uh, on the other side of town on the east side. But I have a, lot a of good paradise. way to come from where I come from. I'll tell you off the air the route that I take and to get home. And let me tell you something: from the west side, it cuts it in even more than a half. We're just warning everyone: it's going to be epic, yeah, epically painful because it needs to be done. This is when but you- yeah. 
Flyover Gone, the one that kind of flies you know, right towards Excalibur in New York, New York. Apparently, they're building some new uh, exits and entrances for Harmon off of the 15. That'll be neat. I'm, I'm and then we'll see what the path is from Tropicana and 15 down to Allegiant Stadium. I'm getting sweated again. It's going to be this crazy. This is a day of getting sweated by About listeners. what? Tommy Pham or the Rhodes? Uh, no, about the road. Somehow, Willie G. Ramirez was talking about how cool Max is because of some random nothing IG convo with his SP, but got weird when Steve Cofield asked a general side-of-town question. He did get a little weird. Life's hard. I mean, it's a, does he live in the West or in the South? The most of the Raiders live. Actually, I in didn't get fired up until Anthem and Seven Hill, or they're out in Summerlin. I didn't get weird. I got fired up when I was trying to explain. You were thinking that I was saying, I was saying the beginning of twenty twenty four, and you were thinking I was saying the beginning of the project. The beginning of the project is is this year. Different the, part of the conversation. But I was saying, yeah, no, that's no conflict Friday. It's the only time I got weird. Do you even know where all the Raiders live? I don't even know why I asked you. Like you're like you're no, that inside. No. I don't know. I, I do get a kick out of people that, that that they thrive on that, or like when the when the when the paper of record or somebody reports on, you know, somebody put their their house up and then they right. post it and they, this is where they live. Oh my god! Like, who cares where if they live in Southern Highlands, if they live in Summerlin, if they right, live you know in, what I'm saying? What are you going like, to do? How, camp out? No, I know what you're saying. How do you, how do you get? Saying? How do you get to the facility? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if you li- if you live, if you live north, guys, if you live north of Trop and Fifteen, I would say the Raiders have to live out. Because I didn't know for the longest time that Rugs, you know, Rugs is right there off of like Charleston and Rainbow. Old school. That's an old school neighborhood. And by the way, that's not some you know coveted information that was all out there. Yeah, and that's well, a, that's you, how we found out why the hell he was driving up Rainbow at two in the morning. Like he's got to live over there somewhere. Yeah, I think I, I would have to think a majority of the Raiders are going to live close to that facility way out there. They don't want to drive. They have to now. All right, quick timeout. Grab bags on the way. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. We got the Willie Mill Radio Show coming up here in about ten minutes. If you're ever looking for play-by-play, we've got four stations here at Lotus, so the games are on different stations often. When we can clear the space, you know we have uh, the NBA on here. But tonight, William Hill's coming up. Nine twenty, the game has games on it. That's our Raider station. Twelve thirty, I guess it's not nine twenty, the game anymore. Raider Nation Radio. Nine twenty has games on it. Twelve thirty, the game has play-by-play on it, and you'll hear a lot of hockey over on uh, our sister station, Fox Sports Radio. So it's got to search the dial a little bit. And uh, if you look in the local paper, they always have a list of where the games are. So is that good? All right. So you don't have to tell everyone. But we do want I mean, we do want people listening to the play-by-play. So you got Celtics and Heat coming up. Not yep. on the station, though. And we got a hockey game that's underway late in the first. Scoreless. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Lakers have hired a coach. They went young, which I support. They're going with Darvin Ham. So apparently there was a big fight, you know, not, not stop, erase that. There was a discussion within, you know, the Lakers brass, and I'm sure LeBron had some say as well. The LeBron candidate, I believe, was Doc Rivers, but they, they can't get Doc. They'd have to pay for him. You know, they'd have to send compensation. They got nothing. So Darvin Ham, they're going to go the young route, and it's worked for the Celtics with Udoka. Yeah. So we'll see. Do you think that it's they went young 
because he can la- he can he can work in cohesion with LeBron James um and until LeBron James is ready to retire and then if it works it works if not then they can all go Sounds yeah. like that's the right. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get some comments soon from uh, LeBron on Darvin Ham. And it's been more the trend recently that former players who are, you know, pretty young, just out of their careers, are doing a good job. You know? And Ham's been working as an assistant for a while. So, And by the way, he ain't that young. He's 48 years old. It's not like you're giving some 37-year-old guy a chance. Not that, you know, you 37-year-olds are unqualified. Right. So a lot more on that next week. And... It's weird right now with the Lakers, you know? Like, when you really think about the Lakers, they, ha- they have the title that they got during the bubble year. The organization has really kind of sucked. Yeah. Have they, what, are they like, I think they've been in the playoffs in the last nine years. Is it, is it two, is it two times? That's not. <laughs> it's I been, mean, I know it's, it's like, it's you know, it's one of the crown franchises fans. of the league, but, man, it's been a broken organization. Yeah, it's been rough for us Lakers-Cowboys fans. Oh God! What a just a sickening statement. Hey, when you grow up in Las Vegas, I know. you're stuck with the Lakers, Cowboys, Dodgers. It is what it is. You're stuck. Yeah. Hey, you know I, I've had a lot of people give me crap about that and say, "Yeah, when I was young, I did that too." And then I went ahead and found, you know, was able to da da da. But I never changed. Yeah. I, I went through the one-win seasons with the different teams. I went through the crappy seasons. I've always stuck with them. So I'm not going to change. What am I going to change for? And in there, Dave. A little break here for the Aces, but they get back into a rhythm, playing a bunch of games. I wanted to talk NBA and what you thought of uh, Natasha Cloud. She had, uh, just w- like Steve w- Kerr, before yeah. her game earlier in the week, she got on mic and, and had something to say. If our representatives don't do their jobs, if they don't fulfill their oaths to serve their communities, to not line their pockets, to not worry about their own power, what can we do? When you have corrupt ass individuals in those positions of power, what do you do? And so it's, it's at a point now where I'm, after my career, I will go into politics because I'm tired of it. That'd be cool. I think it would be fantastic. I had um, a chance to spend some time with uh, Natasha Cloud over a five-week period when Athletes Unlimited was here. She was one of the faces of the league. And the times that I spoke with her, I mean, she is, whatever the agenda, whatever the issue, whatever it may be, and this didn't even have to do with social stances. It could have been on a player. It could have been, but she is just very poignant. And she is... um, just very driven and passionate about everything that she goes forward with. And I think that Natasha Cloud, whatever platform she stands on, would be fantastic. I mean, she's just an overall really good individual. She's very compassionate. She's very passionate. She's she she can be angry. She can be, you know, deliberate. And she stands her ground. And I think she would be a great voice. Stick your hand in there, Dave. My favorite story of this week to discuss on multiple occasions was the report that Seattle and Vegas will be expansion <laughs> cities for the NBA. You? Oh, man. No conflict Friday. Don't yell. I'm not going to yell. Don't I just, yell. I found Willie it was, Finer, don't I yell. I found it was hilarious of how many people wanted to put that on and go, the NBA's coming, the NBA's coming. Oh, my gosh, did you see it? Did you see Oh, yes, I did happen to see the same rumor that we've heard that Vegas and Seattle are the two favorites to get it. No kidding. 
And then on top of it, what was it that once the TV, they'll, it'll be announced once the TV uh, deal is done or the, the broadcasting, right, whatever it was in 2024. Like, you're announcing that something's going to take place in a couple of years based off a rumor that's been reported. And those are the two cities that have already been out there. There's nothing to get hyped up about. Yeah, you know, the, the basis of the story was some Portland reporter saying he talked to a team president, right. an anonymous team president, and said no one's moving to Seattle or Vegas because those are the expansion cities. And so he was off by one year on the on the TV deal okay. or on whatever whatever deal. My point was this was that it's just regurgitating. You're right. He And he just said, I spoke to an NBA executive in – Here's what was said, but it's regurgitated information. It's it's nothing to get hyped up and, about. And by the way, for anyone in the RJ to counter with, I talked to someone and a source said it's false. It's one source. Who'd you talk to? And the other thing is, you guys are the ones roll, rolling with the stupid A's rumors. So cut it out. Yeah, it's. I mean, I just I love I love like we counter reports by talking to someone from the league, and they're like, nope. Like, what are they going to tell you? It's the truth. It's one guy saying he, he he talked to a team president. Yeah, the league, that, that the, person says, "Hey, Vegas and Seattle are the spots." You know what? Nothing's so, concrete. Don't go to the league because they're certainly not going to say or confirm anything. If anything, how about this? Go to a different NBA executive. There's one major, big time NBA executive that has major ties in this town, and there's some old school enough reporters that could get to that executive and see if he'll go on. Uh, you know, uh, an speak on the condition of anonymity and confirm or deny something. He would know. And you and I both know who I'm talking about. And the St. Louis Blues just scored. It's one nothing. Who scored? St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Stick your hand in there. Are you going to make it to the end of the show? You're very fired up. <sighs> I was great. <laughs> I came here with road rage. You guys calmed me down, and now you fired me back up. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So you're pretty good friends with Paul Gutierrez, right? He's on the Raiders beat, ESPN.com. Yep. Kudos to my guy, Paul. He was the guest speaker at a Barstow commencement exercises last night. The, really cool. He was excited. Paul loves his hometown. You know Paul's like, he's yeah. big. his hometown. He drove to Barstow. He left the, the media conference. He, he left practice before they even did the media conference. I saw a guy from Seattle from ESPN filled in. I was wondering where he was. He went to Barstow. He was a guest speaker. He's really excited. He posted on social media. It's pretty cool. Barstow? Where he's from? I know. His family's big time there. I know. Dad's got the big, got the big, uh, the 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 dojo, the martial arts gym. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 the Pat Morita of of Barstow. Barstow, easy turbo. All I'm saying is Barstow aggressively. I'm not making any commentary. Very. No, good. I saw that he put that up that he was going to be part yeah. of the uh, the commencement and make a speech. Would you do that if your high school asked you? Uh, I might. I mean, I've guest spoken before. I've done I've done presentations. Yeah, I've done presentations, and I don't have a problem in doing it because I think from my time in the late '80s and early '90s and DJing big time events. I mean, I've DJed some really big events. So I mean, so speaking on the mic and, and just in emceeing and That's then addressing. Point. But you know, so you, I, I you wasn't. Sort of, but I wasn't really addressing the nerves part of it. Like, what would you talk about? What's your life lesson? Oh man, I don't. Right? What do you come up with? I guess I would try. I would probably base it around the same thing that when I guest speak at journalism to journalism classes, is that anything you do in life really just has to come from the heart. You have to believe in it and and not worry about what anybody else says. You know, if whatever, just everything's got to come from the heart. Got to do everything from the heart. And I've always preached that. Does it matter that it's Barstow? Does it make it that more that much more significant? 
Where'd you go to high school? Clark. Okay. Here, Clark. Okay. In Minnesota, I went to Minnetonka High I School. I feel like I feel like if I went to my high school, which was a fine high school, and it's a, the town's nice, me like giving an inspirational speech, you can make it out of here, would be absurd. My point is, I've been to Barstow many times. I know families there. An inspirational speech, like you can make it out of here, actually does mean something. I'm, I'm being serious. Like if I if I did it, they look at me and be like, "You didn't make it." So I don't know where you made it out of. I don't. But, but I, I if you if you're speaking, because Bar, Barstow can be a rough place, man. Yeah. But but the, but I think the four letters that matter, especially. Yeah. I mean, I would say Paul's That's a good cool, guy. Man. But for you too, though, you going out there saying, you know, host ESPN, you're big time.